What up, what up, fantasy football hustler back at ya. What's good with it, bogey in this bitch. And we got an IDP video for you IDP freaks out there. We're definitely going to be answering some questions. If you got some, throw them in. But we are continuing our targets and fades series. And we're bringing it over to the IDP side. We're going to break down three positions this week. But we're starting off with the linebackers. Because if you are playing IDP one, two, three format, you got to have those linebackers, baby. All the money's at. So, for those who don't play in IDP, one, two, three scoring, I'll break it down a little bit real quick. So, we start off with the assisted tackles, one point. The solo tackles, two points. So, that's what it's all about. It's all about the solo tackles. The big plays, the sacks, the interceptions, the touchdowns, all those are six points. Forced fumble and recovery. Those are three points each. The passes defended, which is a very huge stat, in my opinion. Three points as well. I think it should be more valuable than a solo tackle. And if you're able to rack up some QBs, it is one point for that. That's something you got to pay attention to because not every QB hits, one point. Okay, my bad. Sack is six, sack, touchdown. Interception, those are six. The QB hits are one, but you got to pay attention because not every format has the QB hits involved. So it is default on sleeper. If you play on Yahoo, ESPN, <coughs> Network, like you got to be paying attention if that stat like even exists on those formats and add it so you can have a true IDP one, two, three over there. And uh, I'll bring up a, why I love the QB hits scoring format when I get to some of my targets later. We're going to start this off. We're going to do this very similar to what we did last week where we're going to do break this down in two halves. So we're going to be talking about the top because there's a lot of you crazy fools out there who only play with one IDP spot. So you may only care about the top 12 like linebackers or IDP players. And then it's going to be an open forum. We give you one target and one fade within the top 12, but then we're going to give you multiple targets and multiple fades outside of the top 12. And we may be diving a little bit deep, but we're giving guys who we're targeting in a lot of these drafts where we start seven, eight, nine defensive players. And these are guys who are really targeting. Let me read off sleepers. Top 12. It's pretty wonky, but it, it is what it is. This is just the way that it's working right now. So, Micah Parsons, highest IDP player off the board at ADP 50. Roquan, number two. Foy Olaku, number three. TJ Watt, number four. Nick Bolton, number five. Fred Warner, number six. Devin White, number seven. It's crazy. Kayvon Thibodeau, he's got the linebacker DL eligibility. <clears throat> he's next on the list. So, that is linebacker eight. Hassan Reddick, linebacker nine. Zaire Franklin, linebacker 10. Patrick Queen. She's a killer. Queen. 11. Will Anderson, already in the top 12. But I'm going to throw in Quay Walker because, like, their ID, ADP is. <coughs> Can I just start with a fade? Yeah, go ahead. Micah Parsons. Hey, I'm with you. That was going to be mine if you didn't take him first. <laughs> that's, why I want, that's why I jumped out the window. I was like, let me go first. 
I just go ahead and give the go ahead and give the why for the peeps because you and I are pretty much the same on this tape. We, I think like Michael Parsons is someone like we his rookie season was so polarizing because they didn't really have much at linebacker or edge rusher, so they had him playing both. You know what I'm saying? And he never left the field. And then last year, obviously the production fell. They didn't use them in that same facet as much. They still did, though. But then now this year in the offseason, he's talking about he wants to be a traditional edge rusher. And that'll take him off the field a lot if they're not going to. I don't blame him for wanting that because they get the most money. Yeah, for sure. And he actually had success being an edge rusher. So it's just you just rarely see you rarely see like Jimmy Graham. He's like, listen, pay me like a receiver. No, you'll be the highest paid tight end. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think he's going to, they're going to allow him to be like, listen, I want DN money now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, like, and Tino even said, y'all crazy. Number seven defensive player of the year. Just because they're defensive. IDP. IDP. Doesn't mean it's going to translate. Who who won defensive player of the year last year? Sauce. Oh yeah. Sauce. Oh yeah. Was it Nick? No, yeah, I think it was Nick. Because I know Sauce got rookie defensive, year, defensive rookie of the year. Exactly. I'm pretty sure it was Nick Bosa, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not saying I don't like Nick Bosa for IDP. It's just one of those things you got to take him so high that I'm usually not getting. Yeah, him. and this is the sole reason I could say nothing else and just be like, that's why I don't take Parsons. Because the reason he goes so high, too, is it's the name value. He got the star in his helmet. Most people that aren't like IDP degenerates, they say, oh, Michael Parsons. Oh, Fred Warner. Oh, TJ yeah. Watt. Like names that they reckon that are recognizable. And, see, and let, me, let me jump. A good in. thing. Yeah. Let me jump in. Take into advantage my, of that. You know what I mean? Because you just mentioned his name, Fred Warner. Man, he's just going way, way yeah. too Fade him. Yeah. We're talking about Zaire Franklin is going like, multiple rounds after him even if patrick queen is off the baltimore ravens next year what the hell does that have to do with this year he should be way higher him and roquan killed it last year when they were on the field together hey tino's in the chat right now yeah fuck fred warner and tino said nobody says fred warner see that's what's crazy is like we we've seen it here and fred warner's being drafted hella high and then we explain why we wouldn't draft him that high and then remember Falls, but it was this one like I started expanding my IDP leagues outside of the one that I'm in with Tino and them. Mm-hmm. And I remember we're in the draft, and this is with Marcus Grant and, and uh, what's the other guy, the Asian dude, James Coe. James Coe, and we're doing that draft. And, and I remember he was on live with us. As yeah, well. I didn't want to say his name, but. Uh, <laughs> I remember drafting Fred Warner, and then Marcus Grant's like, ooh, that's a good pick right there, Fred Warner. And then and then they're all, like, in the greens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a great, great pick right there. And then you go, I think it's more of a, a bit of a homer pick for him. He's a Niner. <laughs> There's better linebackers, Bill. And then I was like, what are you talking about? But then it was because I'm viewing from the scope of reality. Right. He's, like, arguably the best off-the-ball linebacker in the game. It doesn't translate to fantasy necessarily, you know what I mean? And I might even say, I think he's considered the best off-ball linebacker, the best linebacker in coverage. He's very highly touted in the real NFL. He better get, like, 40 fucking passes defended or something. 
<laughs> Give me a hundred of those things. Because he usually finishes as a high-end <laughs> LB2. 13, 14, 15, yeah. something like that. So if I got to draft him as LB6, it's going to be very hard to get him to pay off that ADP. Just wait and take Greenlaw. <laughs> if you're not at the Niners, right? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Greenlaw is going. So Fred Warner is going around 91 ADP. Greenlaw is going around ADP, <laughs> is it 167? We're talking almost oh, come 70. On. Come on. He should have been able to do it, man. I'm a little disappointed in him. I know. Really you can't get two more? <laughs> that is probably, like, the biggest example of all fade the number <laughs> one option on that defense and go for number two. And I guess Greenlaw's not even the number two if you consider, like, Nick Bosa up in there. We're talking just about the linebackers. Yeah, I want Greenlaw all day over one. Yeah. And in, in leagues where I have to start a D-end, like, those are the crazy ones where it's not just grouped together at the DL spot. Yep. Yeah, Nick Bosa is definitely a great target. But, yeah, we don't play in those leagues. Who's your target <laughs> within those top 12? You got to have one. If you just have to pick one guy. <laughs> okay. I'm just to just for the sake of not going like the the chalky route because like this is normally not how this would figure out in ADP. It's normally Olakun, Roquan, Bolton at the top three at the three spots. I like Quay Walker here. Yeah, he's a, what did he have? Close to seventy solos last year. He's yeah. more of the blue. He's more of the blueprint going into his sophomore year. Nick Bolton was going into his sophomore year versus some other sophomore linebackers right now, because I already saw it from Quay Walker. Will he get behind the line and get QB hits and sacks and stuff like that? Probably not, because I think they're going to be a bad defense, but that's why I like Quay Walker so much. There should be a lot of teams running on them, defending their lead. <laughs> Sorry, Packers fans. You're going to be bad. I'm with you. I feel like it is because of Dynasty that Quay Walker is like still so high. Not that I don't like him, because I do love him. It's crazy that he's being drafted inside the top 12 at the position. But he's yeah, worth it. If, if you don't, if you could get him like around 12, I think he outproduces that ADP. Because look at some of the guys who are ahead of him, guys that I really don't want. I think Zaire yeah. Franklin, if, if this is how it was simulated in, in like in an actual draft, I love that. Like I, he's he's the middle linebacker for a cover three scheme. You know what I mean? Like this, yeah. those guys always eat. Yeah. And I mean, my, <laughs> I think they're like one of the only cover three schemes left. In the league, everybody has morphed into that the, the, the two shell, the two safety shell defenses. They still run that cover three. You know what I mean? My target is going to be since you took Quay Walker. That was that was a nice one right at the end. LB thirteen going off the board after Will Anderson for sure. He's out paying that. I'm going with Patrick Queen. <laughs> People are fading him so hard because of one because of. Roquan being there, which we saw it last year, both of them balled at the exact same time on the exact same team. So I don't know why anyone would fade him for that reason. And then people are fading him because they think he might get traded. If he gets traded, that means he's probably going to a place where he's going to be the dude in the linebacker core. A trade, I feel like, would only help him just like how it helped Roquan. Like he was killing it 
with the Bears. He comes over to the Ravens. They use him a little bit of a different way. They start mixing in INTs. He's getting behind the line of scrimmage, like all types. Yeah, of I was gonna say that. That was the biggest difference to me. It was like now he has. He's on a team that has a good offense. Where they're actually in some leads here. That was awesome because it was short lived. If there was any concerns of how those two were going to operate together, yeah, you know what I'm saying you know it was very short lived. We saw it. We're like, oh, it's, it's on. You know what I mean? And now Queen's going later than he was early in the off season. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like Zaire Franklin and Queen. Like those, I'm probably taking Zaire Franklin because I'm chasing, but. Man, Queen, if you think it's traded to the Washington Commandos, like he's immediately a starter there. And I think I would worry I would worry about him going to a team that has a great D-line. Maybe that, that if I had to find a concern of, about him being traded somewhere. Wink Martindale, he's over there in New York. I, I, don't, I don't think Micah McFadden or Aziz Ojolari is really like wowing anybody. Like they, that could be a trade partner. But yeah. you have Bobby Okariki and fucking and Patrick Queen. And like I said, because Wink Martindale's their DC. He was the DC that drafted Queen to the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the correlations because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some guys later who they got moved over to specific scheme fits. Guys who are going on their first year in other places. We'll talk about that soon. Now okay. Now we're just going to get into literally everybody else. And I want to start with Crispy's question. And thanks, Dennis. I'll work on making these picks shortly. So Crispy asked Jordan Brooks' status. Now, his status, he's got the P on the probable, on sleeper and all that, which does give me a little room to cause to pause. Because <clears throat> Terrence's ACL was a week 16. Week 17. Oh, yeah, week 17. It was the championship. He had one more game, and if you pace him out one more game, he's the number one linebacker. Yeah, he killed it. He went out with a blaze of glory as well. If you had him yeah, on he your put team. Up like dub, he put up like Dub in, 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 a, in a Steamboat's format, which is a lot. I remember he put up like 30 in our format, and yeah. he doesn't even play the whole game. That's what's crazy. That's how much of a savage he is. He's worth you taking a shot on, because I don't think he's going to start the season on the puck. I don't know. It's it's like he is young, so we've seen these miraculous things with these youngsters and they're recurring. Today's science, right? Even the Achilles is like the new ACL. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it'd be like you can never come back from the ACL from the ACL. Then now it's fine. Then now it's like you can never come back from the Achilles, and now it's multiple players. You know what I mean? Shout out to Deontay Foreman. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I mean, it took him like two two calendar years, but. Then there's Cam Akers, who came back within the calendar year. So there's I, – it, it, would I be surprised? Fuck yeah, if Jordan Brooks didn't start on the pup. But, yeah, it's dope because we're going to get him. That's, that should, should be a target outside of the top 12. It, it for sure should be. It really depends on how far you get him down. But right now, when there's a lot of uncertainty still, you're getting him super low. If we get any kind of inkling that he's not starting on the pup, that ADP is just going to rise and rise because maybe only misses a couple games at that point. Super valuable. And all right, I'm going to get into my first target. And we got a few different ways 
that we could go about this. But yeah, so we're we've done the top 12 and we gave a target and a fade within there. And now we're going to work on some targets and fades. These are the guys who are might not even get drafted if you play in just a couple, like Bogey said, if you play in a league where it's like one spot per position, these guys might not even be on your radar. But I'm starting with Nakobe Dean, someone who got like no playing time last year for the Eagles because they have TJ Edwards, who was like coming into his own end of his contract last year on his contract. And then they signed Kaiser White before they even draft Nakobe Dean over there as another inside linebacker. And so he has a short contract as well, just a one year. Kobe Dean gets like no playing time this year. Both of those guys are out of the way. They said that he's going to be the middle linebacker there. They said he's never really going to be coming off the field. They said he's going to be wearing the green dot, which means he's the quarterback on the defense and you're getting him for damn near free in these IDP leagues. Yeah. It's funny because that's the thing about Bogard Scott free, right? I probably get it for free. Like you said, I'll pay him. <laughs> I'll reach up and grab them over guys that I just don't want to have. If you're like, not in a hustler league, though, like if you're not in a league with us, or like you didn't get invited to a league with people who are drafting with us, Nicobe <laughs> Dean is not on the radar like that. He's really not. I like Nicobe Dean a lot too because he's another one of those kids that those linebackers that's going to get behind the line of scrimmage because they got a good offense that's going to have the opposing offenses dropping back. Like the Eagles are, they're one of the best offenses. They're going to run it up. It's that's where I'm going back to the comparison to Nicobe Dean going into his sophomore year, Nicobe, uh, Nick Bolton, Nicobe Dean. He's the quarterback of this defense. One of the best offenses. I want that guy. I got a target. Here's one of my targets right here. Let's get it. White boy Troy. Yeah. White boy Troy Anderson. For those who don't know who white boy Troy is. White boy Troy Anderson is the now starting middle linebacker for the Falcons. They got a new DC coming over from the Saints. So I expect them to run like that 4-2-5. They just got two inside linebackers predominantly because one of the other linebackers is going to play nickel, right? And one of those two linebackers is obviously going to be white boy Troy. I don't really, I don't really have any confidence in their D line. So they're getting to that next level. Guys like Richie Grant were benefited from that last year playing the safety because they're getting past that second level even, you know what I mean? And you bring in Caden Ellis, so he's going to be that other inside linebacker and for years and years we just saw whoever was the two linebackers for the saints they ate in fantasies without even and then white boy troy did we did we did get to see him last year he flashed and he did close up the year being the starter so now there's he's the full-blown green dot let's fucking go yeah drafted in the second round falcons are super high on him and then not someone i'll just stay on the falcons for a second caden ellis Someone that if you're just in a deeper league, like that's like good depth right there. Let's jump back in to these targets and our man Tino. He said, "What did he say here?" He said, "Bobby Wagner, he's indestructible." The crazy thing is, it's not crazy that I'm with you on that. The crazy thing is how far down 
Bobby Wagner is being drafted and redrafted right now. Like way lower than a CJ Mosley. And like I know. top five right now in redraft for linebackers. <laughs> Not yeah. even close. I guess that should be a target. That's like the, that's a hustler special right there. The combination even of the CJ Mosley Bobby Wag. You feel me? And that was like a last year's thing. And it's funny because there's so many it people. It still applies. Yeah. So many now people. Now you can apply the value to it. I got one. One of my targets. Man, this is the guru special right here. You know I, mean? I remember making a phone call in a training camp. During training camp last year. I said, hey, I'm in this draft right now. I'm thinking about taking Pete Warner. Tell me about him. You know what I mean? And he's like, because all I knew is that there's no Quan Alexander. There was no. Yeah. And with the five two, you know what I'm saying, or the, or the four two five that they like to run over there, I was like, okay, what's up with this Pete Warner kid? You know, what I mean, was he a third year guy last year, or a, was he a sophomore, or third year guy last year? He sure was a sophomore last year. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, all about Pete Warner this year again, and the fact that he got hurt last year, it, it's baked into his ADP because man, he when he got hurt at that time, he was leading the league in solo tackles. Yeah, it was early on he got hurt, but. But he was balling early on too. Yeah, he plays twelve games. He has fifty-six solo tackles. Yeah, so at that time, I guess he was leading, or he might have been total tackles. Maybe at that time, maybe he had he had eighty total tackles when. I when mean, I, I can't remember how the injury worked and when it was, but that's when he finished the season. With. I might. You're right. He did come back at one point, then get hurt again. So it could have been. When he got hurt in early on in the year. Yeah. And just while we're sticking there, not necessarily someone I'm targeting like crazy, but he goes so late, Demario Davis, just on the same offense. He does nothing but get a shitload of tackles every year, no matter what. And it doesn't matter that he's like 35 or 36 years old. He's still fucking handling biz out there. And then speaking of the old guys that just handle biz, the guy I always confuse them with, Levante David. Yeah. Over there with the Bucks. Like just the super duper late guys that and all they do is produce and they'll get in your lineup. You know what I mean? Like I'd much rather have Levante David for free than paying up for Devin White. Yeah, yeah. Because Devin White too is now he's creeping back up. Like he's not there was there's no value to be had with him. Being drafted like last year, even like being traded kind of the way that he was. Yeah. Yeah, he was like the third guy. It was like Olukun, Roquan, then Devin White. Like, and Jordan yeah. Brooks. Like, maybe no particular order, but Jordan yeah, Brooks. He was Jordan, usually third. Jordan Brooks, you're right. Yeah, Jordan Brooks was up there. I mean, in our dynasties, shit, Jordan Brooks was like the number one. Yeah. People taking him over Roquan. In some yeah. But yeah, I'm with you on that one for sure. And let me see. So another, let, how about a fade? And man, someone that I'm fading super tough this year is jack campbell and it's crazy because a lot of my fades are based around the rookie field. <laughs> yeah i was about to say you're, you're keeping it going don't stop now <laughs> yeah jack he was my like number one guy coming in for like rookie idps and, and still is because i think he has just as much potential as a brian branch and a jordan battle over the first three years to be like the top idp guy coming out of this class but he's getting drafted Way, way too high 
for my liking. He's being drafted like he's about to be running 100% of the snaps. He is going to be a rotational guy to start the year. I bet Jack Campbell is one of those guys who's drafted and dropped by week four in a lot of these shallower IDP leagues. Yeah, I'm with you. It's hard to find a fade, too, for me, because it's usually just people I'll just never have. Yeah. But if I had, for the sake of it, like TJ Edwards, because I don't really want to chase last year's, but now, and last year's production, but now he's on Chicago. Yeah. And price we got to pay for him. Plus, it's really about the wheel linebacker in, in that system. Not to say that he's not going to eat. Obviously, the middle linebacker still ate like shit. Shaquille Leonard ate. Bobby Okariki ate like shit in that uh, system as the middle linebacker before uh, Zaire Franklin started getting in the mix. TJ Edwards is the will. It's Tremaine. Uh, oh, my bad. I had that in reverse. My bad. Yeah. yeah. So you want the middle linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. they're paying the middle linebacker. And they played both of them. Tremaine got paid a little bit less. A little more, yeah. Probably the youth. But also, I think because he's gonna be the he's gonna be like the fo- the focal in his defense. I can't believe you know what's funny now. I think I've been saying that shit backwards for two weeks. <laughs> you know it's I mean? funny because Tino said I'll fade Pete Warner because the Saints D stinks. But here's but that's why we- I want them. They're always yeah. on the okay. They're gonna be on the field a lot. Yeah, and all they've ever done was rack up like though. I don't think they're gonna change their scheme. It's still Dennis Allen. You know what I mean? Like ultimately. Even though he had a, he has a new D coordinator, it's they still they it's an elevated guy from within. You know what I mean? Like I still see them running that four two five most of the time, and those two linebackers are just gonna eat. One of my like early adopted IDP ideologies, and it's because of guys like Dequell Jackson, just back in the day, oh. seeing him on Monday Night Football throw down like twenty solo tackles. I'm like, who the f- is this guy? And he is who started my ideology on the middle linebackers for the Browns. The Browns always had heavy defense, but their middle linebackers were eaten like nobody's business. And it still continues to this day. Hus knows in every one of these dynasty drafts, I just at one point or another, I just start grabbing all the linebackers. (laughs) Every even the middle linebacker depth. But the irony is. The one guy I never target is Anthony Walker because he's <laughs> the guy who was actually the starter. The starter. He's not paid. Get the fuck out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they're inside. It's, I guess you could say it's their inside linebackers, period. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every one of them ate, especially that middle linebacker though last year. Whoever stepped up, whether it was Jalen Phillips, or J, uh, J, what is his name? Jalen Phillips or is it Jacob uh, Phillips? Uh, J, Jason? I think it was Jalen, Jalen, Jason. Yeah, but Jay Phillips comes in there, motherfucking tears it up. Then he gets hurt. Then you know what I mean? Uh, oh, Tony Fields. That's Tony Fields stepped in there, had a couple, a couple big spots there. You know what I mean? And what is it? Shane Taki 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 Taki. Yeah, before yeah. Fields actually. Yeah, Taki was putting up like dub. Literally anybody like insert middle linebacker name. They were the waiver wire pickup, and they were the guy balling until they got hurt. And then you just insert the next man's name because they're gonna ball as well. All these guys are not good. Anthony Walker's good, so I mean he warrants like being the starter. But yeah, like all these other guys are like second and third string guys who like they probably wouldn't sniff the field on twenty eight out of the thirty two teams as a starter. But they got a chance. They're in a shitty offense. That is designed for the middle linebacker to eat. What up, Salute. What up, Derek? And uh, on the flip side of that, too, like they bring over Jim Shorts. 
renowned defensive coordinator. Hey, if this offense takes an uptick, then maybe we see them start to get behind his line of scrimmage in some of these games. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we like them because they're going to be playing from behind most of them. We could assume that. It's the Browns. That's still – the Browns and the Jets, maybe the assumption stopped this year. We'll see. We'll see. And uh, and Marty said, how do you think Nicholas Morrow will do? Dean should fill the TJ Edwards. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, said Zaire, Zaire. What's his name? And then they say he gets the Kaiser White spot. Kaiser yeah. White. There you go. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Kaiser did not do that good last year. And so Nicholas Morrow, he's like a fade for me. I'd rather – I just want all the Nicobe Dean, like, over there. And then Hassan Reddick, like, obviously, you know. Yeah. Like, but he's going hella high. I don't want him because you have to draft him so high. But, yeah, it's really just Nicobe Dean or Bust over there for me because of the value where you can get him at. Nicholas Morrow is a value, but I'm I don't want him. Like Kaiser White didn't do good last year. Man, I had a fade. I drew tranquil. It's the same scenario as like a TJ Edwards, where I'm just like I'm not chasing last year's production, and they're on a new team. And then Drew Tranquil too is not even listed as a starter at this point. And I don't yeah. think he beats out Willie Gay because Willie Gay actually has like a mini bag, right? Didn't he get like a little mini extension a year ago? Yeah, nah, not really. No, okay, I had that wrong. It's on his rookie deal. He's been a major disappointment. Like, I really think Tranquil starts over him. Okay. I was really high on Willie Gay. I was really high on Willie Gay coming out, like, when I – and pause, not coming out. Willie like, Gay. Coming out in the draft. And but I swear, like, that was their Clyde edwards Elair pick where they just completely missed. He was a second-round high pick, highly touted. He was great in college. All these guys fucking are. It says a lot when you double back the next year or like the year after two years later and you take Nick, Nick Bolton. Yeah. And Derek, he said, the Kobe Dean ain't going to have no value in bogey. <laughs> he said, you and bogey, he draft them all early. Hey, See, hey, I don't, hey, don't talk about our no Kobe Dean. I don't like, that's the thing. Like I think the earliest that I've drafted him in any of these is like the 12th or the 13th. Round. 11, 11. Okay. Maybe. And I may be because I took Elijah Moore. Oh, okay. And, yeah. And everyone should know this. That if anything goes wrong with Nicobe Dean, it's because I have him everywhere. We don't have much to go off of Nicobe Dean in year one. This is just like a real, just it's not a crazy We're swinging prediction. for the fences, man. This is just one of those like when it's fantasy math. When Jordan Brooks was drafted, I got him in like the sixth, seventh round everywhere. Like maybe people weren't paying attention as much, and but I was talking about guys like that. He's a first round draft capital. But people are going to fade him because he's not going to start year one because he's going to be behind Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright. Logan Wilson, man, I was so on him, he, even though he was a third rounder. Very similar to N'Kobe Dean. But he's got a guy in front of him who's on a one-year deal. Crazy. Surprise, N'Kobe Dean is behind two guys who had a one – you were on the, either the last year of the contract or a one-year deal. So it's like these ideologies that I've been throwing out there about these – First to third, maybe maybe even fourth round linebackers who are taken. If they're taken for like because they're going to be playing year two, like the teams are putting a lot of draft capital into that. And that's why he was a third round pick. All right, guys. We'll see you soon forever. And Defense on me. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night.
fight. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm gonna take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans.